I think this is something that's really useful for people that they can immediately put into practice and they can see that effect right away. So I think it's really powerful. Learn modern marketing that you can use to grow your business in today's competitive landscape. This is Digital Marketing Masters with Matt and Carrie Rouse. Welcome to Digital Marketing Masters. I'm Matt Rouse, and today I'm here with Yifat Cohen from Viral Connectivity. Hey, Matt. How are you? Good. How are you? Fantastic. I've been watching your live shows. I was even on one yesterday, right? Yeah. Uh, you've been live streaming every day, yes. right? I think yes. you usually, so before that you were doing what, once a week or twice a week, and now you do every day, or were you always doing once a day? Uh, no, we were doing it uh, once, uh, twice a month. Twice a Twice month, month interviewing people, right? Once every other right. week. And now uh, me and Paul Ramsey are going live every day because everybody's like, you know, getting cabin fever. Right. And so we're like, okay, let's let's help businesses get on track and every day coming in and someone can ask us any question they want. And if they don't, we'll just talk about stuff that we do in our business to get it going. Right. And do you want to give people a link to that if they want to go and get on your show? Yes, definitely. Viralconnectivity.com forward slash live uh, every day, 1 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. Uh, you can hop on in, say hi, share what's going on in your life. You know, because I was thinking that today, like last night, I was like, we're working from home. So for us, right. nothing has changed really, right? Like maybe there's more stuff that we need to do. But what do people who don't work from home do? That's right. It's definitely different for people who are used to going to the office, I think. No, but um, not even that. Like, just like not, you know, like. Or people who aren't working at all. Yeah. It's, it, you yeah. know, all of a sudden you're like you and the kids and you can't leave the house. Now what right. do you do? <laughs> yeah. I was talking to uh, one of my friends. Um, he actually lives in um, like a retirement facility even though he's uh -huh. not old enough to retire i'm not exactly sure why he's living there but anyway if he leaves his house he has to like go and do like a check-in and get screened and they have to like oh, temperature screen okay. him and all this kind of stuff because you know he lives in the retirement facility so he like literally can't leave his house right otherwise he's got to go through this whole process so that is fascinating yeah it's crazy uh so today i just I mean, we had you on the show before. It's fantastic. It's one of our most popular shows that we've had. Oh, Everybody loved having you on the show. Um, but uh, you obviously have years of experience in live streaming because you used to be the Google Hangouts trainer, right? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and I, I think that a lot of people want to go live. There's a lot of reasons that they don't. And I think um, if we can give some practical tips for people to start going live um, to help their business, uh, even for networking with other people. It doesn't necessarily have to be a lead generator tool, right? Right. And yeah, and, and it could be continuity for their business. Maybe they just need to kind of get the word out that they are still open for business or people may not know about it. So there's a lot of reasons that you would do it. Um, but I think that people are scared of, you know, a lot of times, for one, just being on camera at all yeah. to start with, right? Yeah. Obviously, we've been doing this for a while. We have a little bit better setup than most people have, even though I don't have my green screen on today. But <laughs> if you're listening to the podcast, you can't see it anyway, right? right. Um, but we can see but, the book that you're reading behind you. So that's fantastic. That's right. You can see yeah. my books that I wrote, and you can see my my endless amount of Dungeons & Dragons books that I have. There you go. 
that's fine. Funny story. That's not even half of them. But anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, so live video is a fantastic way to get at, get your word out for a number of reasons. And I'll I'll give a couple right up front and then you can add some more in because I know you know a lot more than I do. Um, but two of them, uh, one of them is the face to face of live video, right? It's that seeing someone and being able to see their expressions and, and, you know, their movements and stuff like that is a really good way to do it. Um, and number two is that the platforms themselves will give you reach with live video that you do not get in any other way. So especially, um, if you can get approved on LinkedIn for live, then fantastic. I know it's still an application process, but Facebook Instagram, um, all of TikTok is live for starters. Well, I mean, it's not live. live well, yeah. They do have live. Yeah. Um, uh, all but live TikTok have only, live. Get, uh, only a few people get it, right? It's kind of like the LinkedIn thing. Yeah I, think you have to, yeah, I think you have to get approved for it. So there's, yeah. but there is live on Instagram. There's live on Facebook. There's Periscope for Twitter. Um, there's live on YouTube. YouTube. Yeah. 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 Um, so the what happens is the platforms not only do they give a notification to your friends or followers when you go live, which is something you don't get anymore from other stuff except yeah. for events, um, yeah. but also they will show it to people who are, if it's like you're streaming as a business, they will let other people know that your stream is live who may not necessarily already follow you. So it's totally. a way to get reach outside of your scope. And it's the only way you could do it without paying. Right. Right. So right. you kind of like rather than pay to play, you actually leveraging live streaming's um, algorithms to market for you for free because they'll notify and they'll email. Right. Uh, so now you get email marketing that you don't have to do anything for to your subscribers uh, or followers, but also you get that um, the extra view to the like audience. Right. I think it's like they're right. choosing people that are kind of like the people who are following you anyway. Um, so now you have the question, where should I go live on my profile or on my page? on my, you know, what account. Um, so I'm very big on, um, you heard me on your profile, on your mm -hmm. uh, podcast, don't build your home on rented properties. Right. So go live everywhere and bring people into your website. Granted, that's maybe like, you know, uh, if we're talking kindergarten now, this is probably like what, high school? Right. Uh, <laughs> right, maybe a little PhD over there. But um, you really want to start thinking um, of how do you transition people to a way that you can follow up with them, even if, you know, Facebook is down, YouTube is down, Instagram is down, that stuff happens. Um, so right. how do you do that, right? So if you're using live um, uh, StreamYard, you know, you can put a number here, just like Gary Vaynerchuk is doing. Uh, you can send them to an SMS platform. You can send them to Telegram. Uh, just find a way to capture the data and follow up with people because the hardest thing is to build an audience. And so if you're focusing not just on content, but connection and actually building that audience, then that's going to last, you know, beyond the tool, beyond the platform, beyond the Corona, beyond everything that's happening. You'll have a loyal audience that follows you and will make you feel like you're not talking into the void. Right, right now, I think the biggest, the hardest thing, there you go. <laughs> the hardest thing is uh, when you start going live, is like you feel like you're talking to yourself. You don't have an audience yet. Um, nobody's responding. Uh, super, super difficult. So the, um, the tip for that is find someone like what we're doing right now to talk to. So I was 
trying to go live every day uh, before the corona and something always happened. And I even have like, if you guys want, there's a calendar with topics for 365 topics that you can talk about live every day. I got it. I still didn't do anything with it. And then I was talking to Paul and we said, hey, let's go live every day. And now I have someone we're accountable to each other. We're going live. It's a lot more fun and we're doing it. So that would be my first tip. Find someone to do it with because otherwise it's very, very lonely talking to, you know, emotionless camera and telling a joke and not seeing anyone responding on the other side. So, oh, you're muted. Yeah, I was going to say, it's tough to do that solo show, Yeah, you know, because because it, it, it takes a lot of you have to be able to keep talking and keep talking without anybody saying anything and just be able to keep up with it. Um, also, don't believe the view numbers that you see while you're going live. Um, they're wildly inaccurate for starters. Like, I don't know how many times I've seen 30 or 40 people watching a live video and three of them are like, hey, guess I'm the only one watching. Well, yeah, well, you're not because you can see all the other comments. But also, um, we when you use, like, we're using StreamYard right now. Um, and if you need help with StreamYard, you can always email us, um, support at hookseo.com. We can help you out. Um, but the uh it, it will stream to more than one place at a time depending upon which kind of subscription level that you have right so on the one that we have right now we stream to two places right now so we're streaming to my personal facebook page and my business facebook page and then um other times i'll switch uh and i'll do like i'll do one on periscope and one on facebook you know or i'll do a youtube and periscope and not have it on facebook at all so i can reach different people um, so there's lots of lots of different places you can stream to with the software. Um, also, so StreamYard is a good one. We use that. I believe you use that also. And then no, I don't. Uh, I, oh, you uh, don't. No, I don't. Do you I use uh, Zoom. I use Zoom, uh, but I don't stream through Zoom uh, right. because Zoom doesn't allow you to uh, to do all the stuff that I do. You know, bring in and StreamYard doesn't either. Yeah. Uh, it allows you to bring some files in, but you're very limited in the way that you're laying things on. Um, so I use uh, Zoom, I use Restream, I use XSplit. Okay. Um, so yeah. XSplit is for your camera, and then this is for my camera and but the production, yeah. right? So like intros, outros, lower thirds, um, right. videos, all that jazz. Um, Zoom yeah. is for to bring people in and engage with as many people as I want, and uh, Restream is to stream it to all the other platforms right and you can use restream there's also um there's like obs studio yeah um, but we talked about that's the, the ikea of yeah <laughs> it's story. tough yeah. to get it to work properly for everything it takes there's it, it's open source so i mean it doesn't have the the money behind it to yeah. make it as as easy to use we have used it it works good for facebook um and it'll work good for youtube live it doesn't work as well if you're trying to do more than one stream at a time it starts to get a little sketchy yeah. um and I know people have worked out the reasons. Restream is really good. Um, there's some other ones that you could do, like, um, is it BeLive, B-L-I-V-E, I think? So BeLive, I've heard. I have, I've never used it, but I've heard that it, a lot of people are having issues with the, uh, with the video and the audio. In okay. It. So um, I haven't heard anyone using it lately. If anyone's using it, let us know. Right. I don't know anyone using it. And most platforms have their own streaming built into their app right like facebook you can just hit the live button to go live so you don't need to have if you're just getting started you don't need to have the whole production right 
you could just hit the live button. You type in what's the description of what your post is going to be. You turn your camera so it faces you or point it at whatever you're going to be recording live and you hit the button and it goes three, two, one, go. And you're on like, it's yep. that quick, right? You could be live in four or five seconds. So um, make sure you have a good internet connection. You know, yeah. if you've got 15 people streaming Netflix in your house, that's going to be a problem. You know, so this is uh Instagram, right? I don't know if you can right. see it. And you just press the button and you go live on Instagram. And, um, some someone i think gary vaynerchuk was saying it he goes like if you're kind of like worried about starting out with uh with lives do it on instagram stories because it disappears in 24 hours right so you kind of build your confidence and your um you know and your skill without worrying about like oh what do i look like when i start right um i know I, a great I, way to practice live is go and make a make a private facebook group Put your one or two friends in it that you you know know will will give you good feedback and aren't going to make fun of you or whatever, right? That you're comfortable with, and then you can live stream to your group and nobody else can see it, and then you can go back and watch the replay. Yeah. So yeah. and that's you could just go to Facebook.com/groups, hit the create group button, um, make it a private group, give it a name, enter. You don't have to set it all up and put pictures and crap in it. Just set it up, call it my video test group or whatever mm -hmm. and then uh, open it up on your phone and hit the live button there you go um easiest way i think they you know i like trial by fire right <laughs> so right because if you're if you're saying some really really good things into the void then after like three or four of those you'll be like okay you know like i'm not seeing any feedback or any results and then you'll you'll just stop uh but if you start going live it doesn't matter. Like I looked at my uh, my first hangouts from 2012. Right. Oh my god! You know, <laughs> I'm like, yeah. how did I dare go on camera? You know, and broadcast like looking like that. But you know, that's the beginning, the the beginning of uh, live streaming, and it's beautiful to see the improvements, right? Like okay, it is. And it's come a long way. Yeah, it's it was it eight, ten years. Yeah, um, it's been on almost ten years. Yeah since they started doing the live stuff. Yeah. Um, I know some of the newer platforms, it didn't, you know, it took a lot longer for them to get on live. And right. I mean, if you tried live before, it's a lot different now. I mean, the, the video quality is better, especially from phones, you know, like when they started, it was all 3G phones. And then, you know, the video was choppy and crappy and it would cut right. your voice all the time. And just, it's a good idea if for, for a home internet connection or if you have a crappy business connection where you are. Um, or maybe you're in a, like a co-working space where you have a lot of shared internet. Um, yeah. It's a good idea to make sure there's no live streaming going on in inbound or people aren't, you know, uh, just using up a lot of bandwidth, right? There's only so yeah. much internet bandwidth. There's only so much water that can go down the pipe and uh, doing yeah. live video takes a lot of that space. So yeah. you want to make so sure you shut off anything non-essential internet wise and on your computer too, you know, if you're going to be streaming from a computer instead of your phone, make sure you don't have like 500 apps open and, you know. Yeah, and, and you actually, I think, gave me a really great Chrome extension that puts the tabs to sleep and kind of like yes. slows down uh, Chrome. What is it called again? Uh, it's called the Great Suspender. And it suspends your tabs so that they don't use up memory while you're, but you don't have to close it. Yep. So you can keep your 70 tabs on your Chrome, <laughs> like I have, and, <laughs> and just, just suspend them all. Yeah. That's right. 
I yeah. actually, I, I have a, a notebook app with our, um, we Zoho for our company, for our project management and stuff. Um, and they have a, a thing called Zoho Notebook. So what I do is they have a Chrome extension too, and you can just go to the all those tabs you have open and you could put add to notebook and it'll put the web page in your notebook oh, nice. and then you can close the tab and then go find it again. There you go. Yeah, a lot of those so tabs ways. you have open, you're going to have three months from now, you're going to close them because you won't have read them. <laughs> so you got to be a little more selective on the tabs, people. Just If you're yeah. not going to read it, close that. I, you know, it's on my phone. I have like 50 tabs of, open on my phone in Chrome. And every once in a while, I'm like, yeah, I need to get back to that one. Yeah, I need to get back to that one. Yeah, eventually. Uh, now that we have time. People use it now instead of bookmarks. Remember bookmarks? Yeah. <laughs> Everywhere yeah. has bookmarks, but nobody That's uses bookmarks because it's easier to click tab than it is to click bookmark, go find the list of bookmarks and then find it. Because so, it's a lot of bookmarks, right? That's right. All right. So we're not here to talk about bookmarks today anyway, but that's a tip for you guys. So let's talk about, okay, some different different businesses. Uh, if you are like a solopreneur, you're a small business owner, you know, that kind of thing, um, using your phone to go live is probably enough to get you started, especially right now when you need to show you're open. I would be, if I had a business right now, like a Main Street type business, and we're having to do something like, you know, curbside pickup or a restaurant with takeout or whatever. I would be filming people coming to get takeout. I would be filming live. Here's how we're cleaning the takeout packages before we send them out. Here's how we're preparing the food to make sure that we're keeping our customers safe. Look at these wonderful dishes that we have that you could get for lunch or dinner today. All of that stuff I would be doing live. If not live, I would be recording it and posting it as video at, at a minimum. Right. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. Because you can do things like unboxing videos and like your Easter's coming up. So here's how to put together an Easter basket with all your stuff. You know, any of those kind of things that you can do. Remember what the result for the end consumer is. If they're if they want like I've been stuck in my house, I've been trying to cook. I mean, I've seen some some horrific cooking examples of people on Facebook recently. And there there is an epidemic in the United States of people who can't cook. I'm just gonna tell you that right now. <laughs> you know, it's funny you say that because um when when things start getting off the shelves, um, a lot of these we have a group of Israeli ladies in WhatsApp, and a lot of them are saying, like, anyone found flour somewhere? And I'm like, flour? American yeah. women don't cook, like they don't bake. Yeah, so I don't even know where all the flour? flour went. I think everybody's holding on to it, thinking they're yeah. like, I'm gonna make bread this time. And I'm like, Is maybe you should have bought bread done? flour. It's like completely <laughs> weird. It's like you're not gonna bake anything. Just <laughs> get all the, you know. I had to buy a 10-pound bag because that was the only one I could find online. But anyway, but yeah, besides the point of uh, let's get back to it. Right. So, th so they're stuck at home and they're, they're tired of these like random acts of cooking. And, you know, if you show a video of your chef preparing something and putting it nicely into a takeout box for you to come and get, they're going to yeah, come yeah. get it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, especially if you safe, you show how you're going to bring it up to the window and pass it to them in the car and or you leave it on the table for them. And then, you know, because you ordered ahead and you paid online or over the phone with your credit card already, you know, yeah, it's they, already done. Yeah. It's yeah. Done. I mean, you could use yeah. they using their social distancing to keep people safe. That kind of stuff is priceless when it comes to a business. And aside from live streaming, you have to have a message on your website that says you're still open. 
because yes. everybody's website you. could say they're open whatever hours. And if they're laid off, they're not changing it. So you have to be proactive. Get those updates on the websites. You cannot change yeah. your Google My Business hours and stuff right now. That's all suspended. So you can't put oh, a message really? in there to say you're open. Right? So that Why did they suspend that in a time of crisis? Well, I don't know. So And it's kind of hit or miss. It seems like some of them do, some of them don't. But they also, you can post, You can your customers can put in a review, but the review doesn't show up on the page right now. So even if people are entering reviews, I don't know if they're going to add them later or not. Um, and also the QA has disappeared. So the QA from Google My Business is gone. Yeah. Um, so, so, but and there's some other things. You can't gone, change right? locations. Posts are not gone, right? Posts are still there. So you can put oh, in the post. post. Hey, we're still open, but nobody, yeah. nobody can see those anyways because they're at the bottom of the screen. So... <laughs> no, uh, but I'm saying like, you know, just post daily on Google My you Business. You know what? So Google My Business posts are like Google Plus. They were great for SEO, but nobody went there. <laughs> Put it on maps, okay? Put an image on right. map and then let people know that you're open. Change the picture on your Google My Business to say yeah. open. Yeah. I, actually, I'm not even sure if you can change the photos right now. What I'm saying is change it on your website. And so there's a lot of local places. I know here we built a website for the west side of Portland for Hillsboro, Beaverton, an area called toyourhouse.com. It's T-O-Y-O-U-R-H-O-U-S-E.com. You can put your business on there if you are a, a business owner, right? And you want people to know you're open and that you have pickup or delivery, telehealth, any of that kind of stuff, right? And the public can go look at it and it's sorted by categories. So they can find who's still open locally. There you go. Super easy. It doesn't cost any money for anybody. We just did it for free. We put it up. There's uh, another company. I don't know who made it, but it's called PDX to go. And it's all the places you can get to go food from in Portland, Oregon. Uh, most cities have something like that. If they not, if they don't right now, someone is probably working on something for that. Um, if you need there something are, like that for your city and you want to sponsor it or something, you know, shoot me an email, um, just support at hookseo.com. And, you know, we can talk about, maybe we can duplicate the site that we built or something for your city. So let me know. Yeah. There are two kids that at UT Texas here that mm -hmm. build a site. It's called instock.org right. and it allows you to know what items are still in stock and what stores you can go there. Oh, that's good. Interesting. Why? Um, I, I, you know, that's like one of the, I'm, I'm a little selfish on this side where I think, you know, I hope this would last for two months, not just like three weeks, but because I want the, um, the habits to stick, look at all right. the amazing innovation that is coming up right now. Well, you know what? I think you're going to get your wish. Uh, <laughs> well, I don't know. Good right now. Everybody by Easter, who knows? Yeah. right? Well, so, and it's funny to kind of talk about that for a second because, um, it's funny you mentioned that. Because I wrote a I wrote an email to my newsletter list. Um, it was about this this thing that I bought. I used to have I was I had like a little Boston Terrier dog, right? Mm -hmm. And I lived on the bottom floor in an apartment complex, like you know, a decade ago. And everybody had to walk by from the parking lot past my window, and my dog would bark at every single person who walked by, which is basically everyone who lives in the whole building. Yeah. Right. So I bought this little box. It's like a silent dog barking deterrent. It's called like the bark stopper or something. So when your dog barks, it's supposed to make a noise that only the dog can hear, but humans can't to try and make the dog. So I was like, this is brilliant, right? So I just put this box here, stick battery in it, whatever. But anyways, my dog didn't stop barking like at all. Right. I thought, well, maybe it's broken. Right. So I took it back. I got a new one. And then 
finally it dawned on me, right? Like if I can't hear this box, maybe it just doesn't do anything. right? <laughs> so I actually recorded it, right? I had my dog bark and I recorded the box a few times on the mic on the computer. And then I pitch shifted it to see if there's any noise and it doesn't, it literally doesn't do anything. Oh my God. And I was like, Oh my God, I got scammed with the stupid fucking invisible <laughs> box. Right. So Anyway, I think this is what people think the coronavirus is. They think it's this the bark stopper, right? It's an invisible thing. They're not sick. Their friends aren't sick. They don't know anybody who's sick unless it's on the news or something, right? Right. And so they don't think it's real, right? But that's the point of staying in is so that you and your friends don't get sick, right? And your family and stuff. If you break the quarantines and the self quarantine and the social distancing and you go out and it gets spread, it spreads like wildfire. And then everybody, you know, is going to be sick and Including you're you. going to be wishing that you'd stayed home and you can't take it back once it's out of the box, right? Once the genie's out of the bottle, it's out of the bottle. So, yeah. and you really have to, I mean, this is the world we live in now. Right? So, it's very, yeah. but you know what? On, on the other hand, and this might sound very mean to a lot of people, so I apologize in advance. I'm not that mean, but we have uh, gotten to a place of just people feeling very comfortable being ignorant. And this kind of like wipes the stupid away. Because if you are stupid enough to go and like, God will save me, let me lick the floor, you're going to meet God pretty soon. And you can That's ask right. why he didn't save you. Right. So it's kind of like it's a really big sweep of like, OK, stupid is gone. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's it. definitely going to slightly affect the, the the people who don't, you know, take it as fact a, a lot more than people who aren't. And, you know, they're going to pay the price. And, you know, I mean, the in, is out there, you know. People right, but in the world we live in, right, when they have to put warning hot on a hot cup of coffee, right, <laughs> that's the world we live in. So if you cannot take the warnings and you still burn yourself, you deserve to get burnt, right? Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people, and, and I'll bring this up because I know somebody's going to say it. There was the whole thing about the lady who spilled the coffee in her lap, right, right. from McDonald's with the cup. Yeah. and yeah. But nobody knows the actual story, right? The right. actual story is that the coffee wasn't hot. The coffee was like unimaginably hot. It was like 170 degrees or something, like just insanely hot. Okay. And the lid wasn't properly secured on the cup. So when she took it from them at the drive-thru and put it in her lap, she had third degree burns all over the inside of her thighs and her genitals. Like, God right. forbid that ever happens to anyone. Like, that's right. the worst thing you can imagine almost, right? Yeah. And like... I don't even know where I'm going besides the fact that people need to know it's not a frivolous lawsuit when this old lady sued McDonald's years ago, right? So that's interesting. That, I'm, I'm glad you're sharing the real It story. was an entire PR thing to try and discredit um, not only that one lady for that lawsuit, but also to discourage corporate lawsuits in general. Oh. It was an entire campaign that was funded and paid for to try and discredit what they called frivolous lawsuits. And they did a good job because everybody, everybody thinks, thinks that, yeah. that it was frivolous, but in reality, you shouldn't be making boiling lava and handing it to people out a fucking window, right? Like, I mean, this yeah, is the way the it is. Side, though, right. The flip side, right? Someone is sharing a picture of a woman who got uh, both her hands or her arms all the way uh, burned. Uh, 
because that's why I'm saying we're getting rid of the stupid because she put on uh, like the Purell, the alcohol gel, right? Right. And then went to the stove to cook. I'm like, I called my son and I was like, hey, is alcohol flammable? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, thank you. A 10-year-old knows don't use alcohol and go to open fire. Yeah. And an adult goes like, careful with the alcohol gel because, you know, look what happened to me. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that... This is this is one case where, you know, if you ignore the warning label, um, you know, it's going to hurt more than you. And and it's going to I mean, unfortunately, a lot of a lot of real people are going to get hurt because of the carelessness of others, which is unfortunate. Right. Why carelessness of others? Well, because if they go out and get sick and 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 because they're breaking their self quarantining and then they tell other people they've been quarantining when they haven't, oh. Oh. then it's a problem, right? You mean people lie? <laughs> yeah, constantly. Or, and I mean, there's a, there's a bit of a, a, a dissonance too, right? Like if somebody still has to go into work and, you know, and then they're like, well, I don't want to have to cook. So I'm going to go out and get some food, but I'm going to pick up my friend Bob on the way. Cause Bob wants food too. And, I got to, you know, do this and do that. And I got to go to the grocery store and I got to get all these things. And then they go home and they go on Facebook and they're like, all right, everybody, make sure you're quarantining. Like, like you've been in and out of your house the same as you were before. Like that's not quarantining. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I feel for people if they have to go to work. I mean, if you got to go to work, you got to go to work. Right. I mean, if you're an essential staff, if you're non-essential staff and your employer is making you go to work, you know, you should be like i don't even know if there's a way to report that somehow yeah. i mean like do you call the police i don't even know like but you shouldn't be forced to go to work if you well, are non-essential staff call the police on yourself and be like look i'm uh forced to go 100 meter outside of my house because my employer says i should do that maybe yeah well i mean the law says that offices can be open but non-essential staff need to stay home well i mean if you could be doing your job from home, if you're like a data analyst or something and you could be working from home, but your boss is making you go in. Yeah. I mean, they should be responsible for that. But let's get back to live video because that's what we're talking about. Okay. So if you are a small business owner or you're an entrepreneur or something like that, live video, it's easy. Use your phone. Go ahead and do it. Get something like StreamYard, um, you know, get on the video on the webcam on your laptop or whatever. But let's talk about if you're a, the step up in like revenue level. So if you are a larger business, maybe you're a million dollar plus business, what should you be looking at to do for streaming instead of just holding up your phone? Yeah, call us, <laughs> right? Call us, we'll do it for you. Um, well, you know, so you, you got a few things to think about as a, as a brand, right? Like, so first, um, I always like to start with strategy because the tools are there. You can choose and pick whatever tool you want. But what is the strategy? So right now we're in quarantine and uh, people are not going out and right. they are not buying. Um, how do you want to position yourself in the mind of the consumer through this period and onward, right? Because that's what's going to dictate what you're going to do with your lives. So once you have that in place, like you know where you want to, you want to know, you know how you want to appear, you know what you want to talk about, you, you have a strategy in place, then, okay, how do you do it? So are you going to interview people like you're doing right now? Um, are you going to just give tips and uh, suggestions online? 
how do you make the best hummus? Uh, which I'm doing today, by the way. <laughs> so do you want to give tips and tricks on how to do something? Do you want to show how your business is working? Do you want to talk about like your day? Um, how, what's the format that you're going to go live? Is it a discussion? Is it one person? Is it humorous? Is it, you know, political? Is it actual? Decide that thing. After you decide, uh, you have a strategy of where you want to go and then the format of the show that you're going to go, then um, decide where you want to be going live. So I always say, if you, all, if you have to go to one place, go to YouTube. Facebook is fantastic, but the videos in Facebook and LinkedIn and Twitter disappear after a while and Instagram, right? They disappear. But YouTube videos, if you SEO them right, just with title and some meta tags, you will be showing up in search. So as people go into search and looking up information and YouTube is the second largest uh, search engine in the world, then your videos are going to come up naturally organically without having to pay for it. Right. So if you have to choose one place, I would highly recommend going to YouTube above Facebook. If you can do two, go Facebook and YouTube. But if your clients are on LinkedIn, do YouTube and LinkedIn, which I'm really surprised that Gary Vaynerchuk is not going live to YouTube. Um, yeah, I haven't seen it much yet. Um, no, he did for dailies, but I don't know why. Yeah, they, they do produced videos that they put on YouTube. Yeah. Um, I don't think I've seen him go live for a while on YouTube. That's right. But you're totally right about YouTube, especially if you post the recording of the video right on YouTube. And uh, we've seen like people have had YouTube videos that they've made and, and put on. And sometimes six, eight years later, they're still getting calls of clients from those same videos because they're still there. Um, people are still watching them. And, you know, it's a great lead generator. It's great for search engine optimization, right? You can embed them on your website also, which is a fantastic yeah. thing to do. So, um, yeah. And if you need to get set up, like you need the equipment and the software all set up for you and stuff. Viral connectivity does that for you. Viralconnectivity.com. Um, if you need help locally here in kind of Hillsborough, Portland area, you can always give us uh, a message or a call. Um, support at hookseo.com. We'll also have those in the show notes at hookseo.com slash podcast. And you can also see them on your podcast player. So Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, make sure you subscribe so you can, you know, keep hearing our awesome tips. And so I think, is there anything that I haven't asked you about live video that you think would be helpful for people? Yes. Noise, sound. If people, if people can't see you, they'll forgive bad uh, visuals, but they cannot, if they cannot hear you, they'll just drop off. Right. So having a really good uh, headset, if you're an Apple, the Apple pods are fantastic for some weird reason. When I'm listening to people going live on their phone, on their phone with their Apple Pods, I don't hear the wind, which is fantastic. So, oh, that's good. Uh, and I haven't found a really good one for Android yet. So if you know of a good one, let me know. Uh, but sound is super, super, super important. So if you are out and out, out and about, first of all, please don't be walking. <laughs> Jesus, it's right. very hard. <laughs> it's very hard for the viewer to watch someone walking the whole time. It's that movement is not helping. Um, so sit down or be in a, you know, stationary position and just talk to the camera, look at the camera, right? Don't look down, don't look anywhere else. And if you're doing it on your phone, it's very hard because on your phone, you're looking at yourself. 
So put a little mark or an X or like a dot next to the camera and just look at that dot all the time. Because right. um, otherwise it makes people feel like you're not looking at them and you lose eye contact. So look I mean, like what I've got my camera up here. So I'm always looking like down at you instead of up at the camera. Yeah. <laughs> it's very hard, right? It's hard to look at a motionless camera, um, but try. Right. Know? And you know what? I see people doing those videos where they're walking with their phone and stuff. I think for like quick stuff, like just quick personal kind of stuff, it's great. Um, but I don't think if you're trying to get a, a a message, like a business message across, I don't think it's the best way to do it. Obviously, like you said, you want something that's more stable and easy to watch and stuff. And yeah, you, I mean, you need to have good sound. The mic I'm using, I have this big podcasting mic, but it was really, it was like $79 on Amazon. I think it's a Steinheiser. And then um, I bought two lights for my video to make the video look better. Um, I think they cost $49 total for both lights. Um, yeah, it's also good, good if you face a window, right? So you can get some natural light in. Um, carefully your background, night. right? Unless it's at night. So so you're talking two things. Right. One, right, one is doing it from your home, which is just sit in, a, you know, if you can connect yourself hardwire. If you are doing it on your phone, obviously it's gonna be Wi-Fi. Um, but just pick a nice position, station your phone. You have those little circle lights, LED lights. Yeah, those ring lights. Ring lights. Um, you can use that, and then that's super easy. Um, but if you're out and about, if you're a restaurant or if you're a local business and if you need to show your store, if you're a designer, um, then just do little segments, right? Like a three, four-minute segment where you go live and you're like, here I'm in the store and this is what I'm – you know, these are the items I'm looking at. I think about that stuff ahead of pressing the live button, right? Like arrange your set <laughs> beforehand. So you know what you're talking about. You can uh, communicate your point across and um, and it's easy to the viewer to understand what you are saying. Because um, I've done many times where people interviewed me and I listened to this and I'm like, oh my God, I was all over the place. It's not right. And practice, 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 practice. You get so much better at it the more you do it. I, our old original live ones, just like you were saying that we did back in the Hangouts days. I'm just like, oh my god, it was terrible. You couldn't hear us. The video was horrible. The lighting was bad. And you know, I mean, this still isn't. We were obviously a little bit surprised about the effect of the COVID, as you know, as much as everybody else was, right? Um, but we did prep a little bit, right? So, I, I mean, I got some more lights and I reorganized my shelves behind me and all this kind of stuff and put my books up so people can see the books that I wrote and, you know, all this kind of stuff. So, you know, think about what the background is going to be, what everything looks like. And if you need somebody, if you're, you know, if you're a company who can afford it and you want, you know, to get some help with that, definitely call UFAT. It's uh, viralconnectivity.com. Um, locally in the Portland metro area. You can talk to me. I've got local resources here of people who can physically come out and help you if you need that kind of help. Yeah. And uh, I think why don't we uh, we'll leave it off there for today and I'm sure we'll talk again soon. But uh, I think this is great information for people who are trying to keep, you know, some business continuity going during the crisis. And uh, I mean, I was on with the Small Business Executive Council here locally yesterday and the Chamber of Commerce this morning before we talked. And there's a lot of business people are hurting, right? And uh, I think this is something that's really useful for people that they can immediately put into practice and they can see that effect right away. So I think it's really powerful. So thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me. 
Digital Marketing Masters is brought to you by Hook SEO Digital Marketing. Our show is produced by Matthew Rouse and Scott Burson. Mixed and edited by Silent Outburst Productions. I'm your announcer, Daniel D. Craig. We would love to hear your thoughts. Please leave us an honest review with your podcast provider. Your reviews help us help more business leaders just like you.